are live today. I'm Emmy Faust and today I've got Peter Sumpton with me. This is for the Growth Podcast, but I also do it live on LinkedIn. So if you are here with us today, then do um, pop anything in the comments if you want any help, if you want any marketing questions answered. And if you're watching live on Catch Up, then you can do the same and Peter and I will get back to you. And if you're listening on the podcast, you can still get in touch with us and ask us questions. Peter, it's so great to have you here today. I'd love you to introduce yourself. Oh, yeah, I'll, um, I'll introduce myself while you sort the audio out, Emmy. Uh, thank you so much, and thanks for, for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, I can talk about marketing all day long. I know we've got a short time slot here, uh, so I'll try and keep what I say concise and, and, and to the point. Um, and while you're just dealing with the, the audio <laughs> the audio there, I'll just do a bit of a, a background about myself, and, and hopefully you can join in the conversation at some point. I thought it out. Can I just say what was happening? On my phone, I am watching, not watching this. Hi, Nick. On my phone, I've got my LinkedIn live so I can see what's going on and I can like just check that we're on, on point. And it started playing it. So I was like, I can't get this off my phone. Anyway, it never goes to plan, does it? It doesn't go to plan. That's what I love about the live things. We can have a laugh. And Nick is here. Um, Nick does emails for me. And someone else is saying, hi, I'm in pieces. So Peter, I, I literally couldn't even think when you were saying that, but did you introduce yourself? Right. No, 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 I said I was going to, uh, and then you managed to sort out the audio, which is which is superb, oh, so brilliant. I'll just go and introduce myself if, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, go on then. Excellent, so yeah, I'm, I'm Peter Sumpton, I'm marketing consultant. Um, I've been in marketing my whole life and uh, kind of went to university and did it, post-grad with the CIM, chartered marketer, and and grew up very theory based which was a gift and a curse really because it gave me those fundamentals those foundations for marketing that that I I truly believe every marketer needs um unless you're a, a special crazy person that just gets it and they're few and far between um but it's also a curse because if you're very theory based then it can be very difficult to start to implement and you go down that theoretical route without actually practicing it. And that's something that I didn't want to do. I really wanted to keep practicing, keep up to speed with everything and, and really help uh, organizations and, and companies implement a marketing plan or strategy, which we'll come on to, uh, that, that really helps them. And I could only do that with, with um, being in the thick of it as well as providing that academic um, background. Really interesting because I suppose I'm the other way around. Like I had 20 years in marketing and digital and growing businesses, and I was like, "Have I? Am I missing something? Do I not know? Is there something that I don't know?" And I was kind of worried that maybe I was. So I did the um, mini MBA in marketing with Mark Ritson, mm -hmm. which is the theory, and it was really good. And it did point out to me that you know I, some of the stuff I was doing was great, but there was this whole kind of theory side of it that I didn't know. And I think if you mm -hmm. can if you can use both, it's great. So quite often yeah. when I'm working with my clients, I think, oh, what happened on the Mark Ritson course? He did that. And this is just really valuable little insight. So it definitely mm. helps, doesn't it, having the trained sort of marketing background. But anyway, what we wanted to talk about today, I, I can't believe what just happened. I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed about my, my phone playing up. But anyway, I, I'm back with us now. So what is marketing strategy and why does it matter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, big, big words, aren't they? Marketing and strategy. And I think it puts a lot of people off and, and it, it, a lot of people do it backwards. So let's work backwards, shall we? So a lot of people, and, and this is where marketing gets a bad reputation or it's seen or, or, or misunderstood. A lot of people start with the communications part. 
because that's the nice, the bright, the colorful, the audio, the visual that everybody sees. Uh, fantastic if you can do that, brilliant, that, that that's part of marketing. But if you're known for that or that is what your department does or your, your um, area of expertise is in that, you're not in marketing, you're in communications. You are part of marketing, but you are in communications, not marketing in general. The second part to that is if you're doing all this communication, if you're putting everything out there, how do you know what you want to achieve? How do you know the bigger picture, if you like? How do you know um, what is that is leading up to or what that end goal is or direction you want to be going in? So take a step back. That's where marketing strategy comes in. Um, and all marketing strategy is, is that statement, that sentence, that paragraph that says, over the next 12 months, our focus is this. Our direction is this. Um, I love that. Can I just, I was just going to say, so if anyone, because I always used to get confused, like the word strategy to me, like is a bit of a confusing word. I was like, mm -hmm. you know, what I, I still sometimes like just want a really simple definition. So a simple definition that you're saying for marketing strategy is think about over the next 12 months, what do you want to focus on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, pr pretty much. So it's 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 where it's where we want to go. That's yeah. that's as simple as it gets. Um, below that is your tactics, which is how we actually do that. Um, and then, kind of in 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 the middle or on top of those, if you like, are your objectives, which are specific details. But the strategic direction is the direction that you want to take the business in over the next 12, 18 months, or whatever whatever that might be. That if you said to somebody this is what we're doing, they would understand where, where we want to go, but there'd be no implementation. So for example, you could say, we want to build partnerships in a particular industry to um, better our distribution network. Fantastic, great strategic direction, great strategic marketing direction. But how do we do that? And that's the tactic part. And, and, and the tactics is usually where most marketers will find themselves or at least start their career in that tactical element. But you really need to understand that strategic part of it to, to, to dig deep into the tactics and, and really understand why you're doing those tactics. Yeah, totally. Because otherwise you waste time and money, don't you, on marketing that's not going to deliver on your end goal. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's you could call it bigger picture thinking, but that's a bit fluffy. It's it's it. There's no fluff to it. It is something that it, there's a marker, there's a direction that you want everybody to to focus on going in, and that's what your strategy is. And talk to me. So, how do you do that process with your clients? So there's. I use I use a, a brick model, and and the what the the one thing that I want to highlight is that there are so many models, so many acronyms in probably any industry, particularly marketing. And I'm not saying this model is the be all and end all. It's just something that I've created that helps me guide my client through building a marketing plan from scratch. But we're talking about strategy today, so I want to jump straight to that. Um, so the thing that I use is this. People might have heard of something called a SWOT. Love the SWOT. Uh, my yeah, favorite. Who, I mean. Who, who doesn't? But who you doesn't? can create <laughs> you can create a SWOT, and it tells you everything you need to know about your business. So, from an internal perspective, you've got your strengths and your weaknesses. From an external, you've got your opportunities and your threats. That's great, fantastic. Lie of the land. We know everything we need to know, but that isn't really actionable. You could probably pinpoint certain things you can better, 
but to create a strategic marketing direction for the company, what we can do is the toes element of that. Um, and yet yeah, toes is swapped backwards, but it isn't just the same thing. What we look to do is take what we know, what is happening now internally, our strengths or our weaknesses, and match them against the opportunities and threats externally within our marketplace. And from that, we can create various different strategies. So, for example, taking the um, distribution example that, that we utilize. Oh, no, let, let's change that. Sorry. For example, we could have a weakness in that um, there's there's uh, there's not as many skilled people in a particular area that we work in as a business. That is a weakness for us. Um, threat in the marketplace is that um, our competitors have all these skilled people, okay? So how do we turn that into a strategic direction? Well, we either look to upskill the people that we're, 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 we're focusing on to better ourselves, or we can look to look in different areas for different skills. And from doing these things, we can then focus a strategic direction. I mean, there's plenty of examples. That wasn't the greatest example, apologies. But um, the, the fact, the point that I'm trying to point out is that we take these strengths and weaknesses, opportunities and threats, look at them collectively and go, there's a huge opportunity in the marketplace and we've got this huge strength here. There's a direction we need to go in and that can be our focus to give us that competitive advantage. And so how many of these focuses or strategies are you having for the client is it one is it three is it and i mean that depends on the size of the client and and the, the key thing is not to overstretch yeah. so if you overstretch and say you have five six or seven and and you're a company of 10 people then that isn't a strategy because there's that many different directions that there's just too many pathways to follow and you mm. probably won't be able to implement everything because remember underneath all these strategic directions are tactics Hmm. So if you're going to have seven or eight different tactical elements for each one, that's a lot to get through. Yeah. So you're, you're best focusing on, I'd say, two or three, and even then look at them and go, what is the most, what's the most suitable? What's the most acceptable? What's the most feasible for our company? Yeah, and drive the most profit. So, yeah, I tend yeah. to look at yeah. it. It normally comes out to like four, three or three, four, I'd say, for my client. Mm -hmm. Because you're so but, – but then I always say – um, actually, you know, in the short term, we need to focus on whatever's mission critical, the things that are really, really move the business forward. Yeah. And sometimes it's that that's a bit of a longer term strategy that we're going to look at in phase two or something like that. But that's so interesting. And so um, I'm really interested to know, because the work that I do is mm -hmm. with sort of scaling businesses. So they're beyond startup, but they're definitely not sort of corporates or even um, you know, larger SMEs. They're, they've probably got funding. They maybe got four or 500 grand funding. And often they're very good at running their business, but they don't know how to spend that money effectively. Um, how, what would your advice be um, to a scaling business when it comes to marketing? Because, you know, a lot of the theory that I did in the mini MBA was very much focused on these bigger brands. Mm. And then I see like in real life when I'm working with my real clients, yes, I can take loads of that learning and it's brilliant. But I'm interested to know, is there anything that you think we need to really think about when it's a business that's not a startup, but it's definitely getting bigger, it's starting to grow and they're really sort of needing to take their marketing and their growth seriously? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and and this is going to be more tactical than it is strategic. So we've spoken about the the, the the direction we want to go in, but how do we how do we get there? Because if you're you're a startup or you're growing um, and and you're scaling, then the chances are you know the direction that you're going on or you want to go or how you want to grow. But how do you actually achieve that growth or maintain that consistency and that marketing along with it? And the thing that I would say, again, going back to what we were saying previously about communications, is that um, this is my soapbox moment, by the way, good marketer, bad all-around marketer type of thing. If you look at the tactics and what we call the marketing mix, which is the seven Ps, uh, product, price, place, promotion, physical evidence, people, and process, if you take the, the one P away, the promotion P away, then you have got six other P's to focus on tactically within within marketing that should be marketing led that should marketing should set that tactic up for those elements and if you can focus on all those elements along with promotion then that is a good marketer and that is the key to what you should be doing within marketing once you've got your strategic direction look at the people that are involved look at the processes that your clients have to go through Um, Look at the distribution network, look at your pricing structure and all those things come into play there that will wholeheartedly make a difference. And if you can um, make some tactics robust within those areas of marketing, you stand a much better chance of creating more focus and more direction within your business. Hmm. How important do you, I mean, one of the big problems for a lot of these businesses is hiring their first marketing manager or marketing director have you got any advice around that because I see that as being a real challenge for them that they often don't you know if unless you really understand marketing yourself then you're not going to understand who that person is that you need to hire what capabilities they should have how senior they should be and you know quite frankly if you hire the wrong person in your scaling business they're going to waste all your money yeah, absolutely. So it depends on, on, on the business and, and where it's focused and every business is different and every business has got different requirements, but it, it comes down to the basics. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the CV um, and, and almost from, from a point of view of, um, I think you need both the, like we were saying before, you need both the education and you need the implementation. So look to see what they've they've done in the past and look to see where their strengths are and what they've achieved and then really dig deep into to, in terms of how they achieved that you know were they leading did they set up the strategy did they were they implementing the tactics were they leading on that thing were the company that they were uh, involved in at that time were they marketing led um, mm. and find these things out uh, i think it has to be a really good fit with a marketer as well because uh, at the end of the day um that is marketing is the conduit between your client, your product or service, and the company itself. No other department sits in in the middle and has to have a feel for everything that's going on. So it really depends where you're sat in the marketplace and and, and what your next year looks like or or what you're trying to achieve. But it it really goes back to what they can they can provide and and what they've done in the past because. You want somebody that's that's been there and done that and can come in and foundationally build that marketing up. And that's what I would I would I would look for. Um both that educational and the implementation part. Yeah. 
so true isn't it it's mm. so true not always easy to find the right person I think that can be a massive challenge um, yeah yeah before we finish because I like to keep these to 20 minutes I really wanted to ask you about what does a strategy look like for 2021 there's so much excitement around all these shiny objects um <laughs> which we can all get distracted by but obviously that's is a distraction and it's a distraction and it's sometimes a massive waste of time and money. So yeah. I'd love to know, given that you're, um, you know, so experienced in this place and you're a trainer, marketing trainer, what, what, what does 2021 look like? Yeah. I mean, what does 2021 look like for, for anyone is, is a big question really, isn't it? Who, who knows? And what did 2020 look like? Um, who knows? But the, the the fundamentals still apply. So, so anyone that's thinking that there's a, um, a, a magic bullet, a secret source, um, a, a channel that we should all go on because it will solve our problems in a week, then it, it's just not true. So what does 2021 look like? Um, I mean, we could talk about a whole host of things. We could talk about Clubhouse. We could talk I'm about... Artificial... Clubhouse in a minute. So. Yeah, yeah, we could talk about artificial intelligence. We could talk about um, VR algorithms the whole the whole shebang and i'm not saying that none of those would work for a particular company but let's take it back to basics let's look at the fundamentals so the chances are we've got some kind of email list or distribution list or we've got clients start with them ask them what they want in 2021 um, and build from there you know use your email list use these things that we know work and and use them to the best of your advantage and don't follow these shiny new objects now, i'm not saying they wouldn't work but make sure you uh, if you're going to use a new platform or a new comms channel or something new like a crm system use that one thing and build it up don't don't choose seven eight nine ten twelve things and use them half because that will never progress you in the manner you want to you need to go all in on one or two pieces of software and make them work for you so when you say piece of software, do you mean like your CRM or? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you've got a CRM, if it's working fantastic, what can you build off that? Maybe move on to something and make it work in, in different channels. Look at a customer journey, for example. So moving away from a CRM, you could look at um, and map out your customer journey and, and think, okay, for 2021, how can we improve all these touch points? Rather than saying, of course we're not on instagram we need to be on there but how do we know that that's that's the wrong question to ask the right question is to ask your clients and map out that customer journey and if instagram is in there or on there in some way shape or form how can we utilize that platform to the best of our ability peter that's um obviously we didn't talk about this before but i've just launched a group program which is all around the customer journey because 75 percent of people i surveyed had either never looked at their customer journey or they vaguely looked at it yeah. um, and with the work that I do with my clients that's like been such a massive game changer that you know we've improved every single touch point by a small amount but the compound impact of that has been huge and yeah. we've seen renewal rates you know skyrocket clients and customers being so much happier and, and actually I did a webinar last week and I was talking about exactly that if you can improve Every single touch point for a prospect, a lead, a customer, a lapsed customer, a loyal customer, whatever it is, um, it can make such a difference. And, and also with the video this morning, I got this amazing, oh my God, it's here. So I just ordered this um, amazing book from Papier. And honestly, like the unboxing experience was incredible. And I got like a little card and I got a personalized 
note and an amazing box. And I was like, I did a video about it this morning saying they've nailed their customer journey. Yeah. And it makes such a difference, doesn't it? But I think so often people want to like throw money and excitement at a new thing. But actually, like you said, if you talk to your customers, survey your customers and sort out your customer journey, that doesn't really cost very much money. And if you've got mm-hmm. clients, it can make a massive change. It's, um, it's the one it's the 1% as well. Like you just said there, they didn't have to do any of that, that packaging. You would have got the book and you'd have been happy with the book. But they've created a memorable moment, a memorable touch point. And that's that 1%. So if you do that 1%, like you were so rightly saying, you do that 1% on 15 touch points, 15% increase. Exactly. And that's probably um, a significant increase in profit because it's just all extra profit. Um, And we obviously were saying we could talk for hours about marketing. We're just about to go on to Clubhouse at 12.30. So um, we're going to have to say goodbye. It's been lovely. We've had quite a few people listening live. Um, Sorry about the mess up at the beginning, but, you know, that's what happens. And... Peter, it's been amazing to have you here. I'm going to watch back the video as well because I just always love to learn from other people. And I'm so happy you talked about the customer journey because it's one of my real um, passions. So thank you. And thank you for being here. Absolute pleasure, Amy. Real, real, really, really enjoyed it. And that wasn't scripted, the customer journey part, FYI. If anyone's listening, it really wasn't. It was a total, total, totally random. Anyway, it's obviously an important thing because you brought it up and I I think it's important too. So we'll see you in Clubhouse. Bye. Bye.